Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. No intro? No intro. I'll tell you. Got a bunch of things I want to tell you before we get to questions today. I'm toying with the idea of getting rid of the intro and the outro. And here's why. I know that for somebody who's new to the show, it gives you a sense of what it is. Like, I get that. That's what they're there for. But for people who aren't new to the show, if you're like me, you fast forward through it. And because mine is so short, you might fast forward through the first few minutes of the show. So I get keeping it for the new folks, but they're going to figure out what the show is all about by listening to an episode, you know? So I don't know. I'm going to try it. You guys let me know what you think. DM me. Let me know in the Primal Potential Facebook group what you think of getting rid of the intro and the outro. All right. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to acknowledge that it is airing on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And years ago, whenever the September 11th date would roll around, I would think about and often talk about, you know, where I was that morning and all that. And I, I hear those conversations a lot. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting older No, I think it's probably because of my experience in losing my daughter. It's made me more more aware of loss and of, I don't know, just honoring people who have lost and those who have been lost. And so, I don't know, I'm at a point where I feel like it's completely irrelevant for any of us to share, you know, where we were, because it kind of makes it about us. Now, obviously, you're exempt from that if you are somebody who was directly involved or who lost a family member, all of those things, obviously, of course. But I just wanted to kick off today's show reminding myself and everybody who's listening, no matter when you're listening, doesn't matter if you're listening to this in six months or six years, to remember the people who died that day and their families and their friends and also the people who died in the war in the coming years and their families. Um, And let's just do our best to not only live well, but to just be kind to one another. I think the world needs that more now than ever. Like it's okay. We can disagree and still be kind So let's just all go through today being a little bit more kind. All right. One other administrative thing before um, we dive into the great questions that came in for this week. Somebody messaged me and said, have you sent out the digital copy of book two yet? And so if you remember maybe a month or so ago, I said, if you wanted to be on my book launch team for my second book, Tools for the Trenches, which comes out at the end of October, that in exchange for you promising to buy a copy on the day it comes out and leave a rating and review, I will give you an advanced digital copy to read before it comes out. No, I have not sent it. That is because I have not received the finalized digital file yet. 
we are still in formatting for that. And also, because so many people responded, it kind of put me in a pickle. I can't give away thousands of the digital copy. So I don't have to make a decision right now because I don't have the file. But um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to kind of go back to the drawing board on the book launch team because I'm sure you guys understand. Like I don't think I need to go into a whole lot of detail. I just can't distribute like 3,000 copies of the book for free. I'm sure that makes sense. So I don't have it yet. So more to come on that. Today, we are giving away Relief Plus. And the reason we're doing that, I think this might be the third week in a row, is because if you haven't listened to the episode where I basically had to apologize to Chris because he has been telling me to take it for, I don't know, two or three months. And I kept being like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But I wasn't fine. And the kind of backstory is that for some reason, I was just having a lot of joint pain. And I don't know if it's from pregnancy or pregnancy weight gain or getting back to working out post-pregnancy or all of the above. But my knees started hurting and it was just really uncomfortable. And he kept saying, have you taken Relief Plus? Because it's all natural. It's a We know it to be a really powerful product. He's been using it for headaches um, for years and for also like different aches and pains and whatnot. Finally, I don't know why. I, you know, sometimes you just say no, like, no, I'm fine when you're not fine. And it would be a simple solution to like get better and you don't do it. That was me. Anyway, three days of taking it every day. I literally promise you, I'm as surprised to say this as I am to experience it, no knee pain. I literally, my knees were bothering me every single day from about like two or three weeks after Roman was born. Every single day. So months. The only thing I changed was that I added Relief Plus. It's all natural. It's an anti-inflammatory. It's, it's really an incredible product. It's a lot better than products that make similar claims on the market that are all natural. So because I'm just over the moon about it, that's what I'm going to give away. I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Also, heads up, uh, Relief Plus is an Amari product. So I want to mention that through September 15th, there is an automatic 20% off all Amari products. Um, September 15th, I don't know what day of the week that is. Tuesday, maybe? Monday? Tuesday? Wednesday? Um, Labor Day sale. 20% off everything on the site. I will put the link in the show description. All right, we'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Diving into, you guys have some really great questions, and Chris isn't on the show today because he is on baby duty right now while I get this recorded. First question says, what are your pet peeves? What annoys me? You know, one thing that annoys me is when people email me for like a support something or other, or even a question, um, and, and they don't have some sort of like salutation, like, hello, they'll email and be like, I can't log in, or where do I find the change makers journal? <laughs> I want to be like, I feel like you forgot to say, hi, Elizabeth. <laughs> How are you? Um, I know that's a little a little thing, but it just, like you wouldn't walk up to somebody on the street and not greet them before asking them for something. But on email, I think it just gets lost. And that that's something that I would consider a pet peeve. Um, beyond that, things around the house, like leaving things, leaving things around, not putting them away, um, I would say is a pet peeve. We have mini split air conditioners in our upstairs 
so they have to be like turned off and on. They're not, um, what's it called, like automatic or whatnot. Not turning those off drives me a little crazy. Anyway, I don't think I have a lot of pet peeves. The next question says, so I'm in my first trimester of pregnancy and having a terrible go with nausea. Generally, I lead a very healthful lifestyle that I take pride in. I exercise very regularly, eat a healthy and balanced diet, get plenty of sleep. I'm struggling mentally right now as the only thing I can tolerate are ice and high carb foods, mostly fast food. Anything else immediately turns into throw up. I feel like I'm doing so much damage and harm to my body and the baby. Elizabeth, how did your first trimesters go? And do you have any advice for me? Okay. I had the same experience, more so with my first pregnancy with Dagny. It wasn't as bad in my pregnancy with Roman. And with Dagny, probably like five months of the only thing that I felt like I wouldn't throw up was starch. So I ate more of that stuff. The thing is, though, like instead of going to McDonald's drive-thru or whatnot, I would do Cheerios, pretzels. And I'm not here to say that Cheerio and pretzels are healthy. What I'm saying is it's a spectrum, right? So if you feel like high-carb foods are all your body can tolerate, number one, it's a season. You're not going to be eating this way for the rest of your life. And our bodies are so brilliant. If you can't tolerate anything else than that. Like your, your body is compensating. Like we have stores of vitamins and minerals in our body that the baby taps into. I've told this story before, but like when my mom was pregnant with me, she lost a ton of weight and she wasn't overweight to begin with. Uh, so she got very, very sick. She lost her hair, her gums would bleed, like just disastrous. Well, my body leached the nutrients from her body, like her bones, truly, truly. So don't worry about the baby because you're eating high carb stuff for a while, okay? Listen to your body. Don't stress about it. Honestly, the stress is more damaging to you and to the baby than the pretzels or whatever you're eating. But remember too that it's a spectrum, okay? So when we talk about high carb foods, we can talk about everything from the fast food and the cookies to, you know, pretzels and Cheerios, which still not ideal. I I went in a, through a phase when I was pregnant with Dagny where like um, pasta with butter and salt. Healthy? No. End of the world? Also no. The stress is more damaging, okay? So there's that. Um, the next question says, your post on supplements got me wondering about the importance of adding supplements back to my daily routine. In my brain, they're only used for weight loss slash building muscles. Okay, supplements are definitely not just for weight loss or building muscles. In fact, they're probably minimally for weight loss. Um, there are no supplements out there that like have a massive, massive effect on weight loss. They just don't. Uh, if they did, we would all know about it. They have small, tiny, little effects and nothing that even comes anywhere near to things like nutrition and stress and sleep and exercise. Um, so supplements absolutely, without a doubt, do so much more than support building muscles or helping us lose weight. So let's use vitamin D as an example. Vitamin D has been well studied. Go to pubmed.gov, P-O-B.gov, search vitamin D. You are going to find studies on its role in heart health, immune health, mental health, mood, you name it. Like there is so, so, so much that just vitamin D does. 
your B vitamins, huge for energy and for metabolism, all right? So big. Now, when we talk about B vitamins, there's so many, so they're all a little bit different because we got B1, B2, B3, B5, B6, B12. Um, they all do different things, but if you have any question about whether or not supplements are for anything more than, you know, building muscle or losing weight, just read a few nutrition books and whatnot and you'll see like omegas, right? Omegas are amazing for inflammation. Omegas are amazing for brain health and development. Uh, you name it. There's so, so much more. In terms of whether you should add them in, it depends on a lot of things. What are your goals? Like I talked about how I added in Relief Plus because I had some pain coming from inflammation in my joints. But as I've said in a previous episode, inflammation is the starting point for just about every disease that we know of. So it can be great for that. Like probiotics. I supplement with probiotics because I want to make sure I'm getting specific strains in specific amounts for specific purposes, whether that is mood, anxiety, depression, uh, metabolism, immune health, you name it. I've said you name it like a number of times. Let's be done with that, Elizabeth. That's how I feel about that. This next question says, I'd love to hear how you built your podcast audience when you were just starting out. I stayed consistent. I did my best in terms of content. I'd love to say I put out good quality content. I realize that's subjective. That's how I feel about it. And I stayed consistent. I didn't pay for ads. I didn't go on like a podcast tour and show up on all these other shows. I had no network to do that. Honestly, the only thing I did to build my podcast audience was remain consistent. When I've had a podcast schedule, it used to be once a week and then it went to three times a week and then it went to two times a week. Uh, but whatever the schedule has been, I've never missed it. People know that there are going to be episodes on the days that I say um, quality content consistently. That's it. The next question says, have you done Amare's reboot program? If so, what did you eat in those three days? Yes. And before I tell you what I ate, let me explain what it is. It's kind of a, a detox of sorts. It's a three-day detox supported by supplementation and a very specific diet. So basically, for the three days, you don't do dairy, you don't do gluten, you don't do caffeine, alcohol. Essentially, what you're doing are fruits, vegetables, beans, nuts, and seeds, I think. Don't quote me on the nuts and seeds, but I'm pretty sure. Um, but you can also have on... Reboot according to like the rules. I'm not a big rule follower, but the GBX protein. So my breakfast would remain the same. It's a smoothie. I put cauliflower rice in there. I put the protein powder in there. I put spinach in there. Sometimes, more recently, a little bit of fruit. Um, lunch would be salad, where I would normally have some sort of meat with my salad. If I'm doing a reboot, I might do beans instead, chickpeas or uh, kidney beans instead of protein. And then bone broth, lots of bone broth. You can do vegetable soups, so much. You could do hummus and veggies. There's a million options. There's also a Facebook group for the general public with Amari. There's hundreds of millions of ideas. And um, also on Amari's site, there's like a little reboot recipe guide or something like that. Okay, the next question says, how do you decide on committing to something for 30 days versus just focusing on making your next best choice? 
So the options are, should I focus on committing to something for 30 days or just focus on my next best choice? I say, why does it have to be either or? Why can't you do both, right? For the next 30 days, I'm going to journal. And part of the way that I'm going to carry through that practice is focusing on optimizing my next best choice. Or even I'm going to focus on eating clean for the next 30 days, but day to day, moment to moment, I'm just focusing on my next best choice. So oftentimes we want or think we need to choose between this and that. And 99% of the time, you're going to be more effective considering both. The next question says, I've been a hairdresser slash salon. Also, if you just heard a weird noise, I didn't fart. That's like my heels on the, I'm sitting on a, what's it called? Like an exercise ball. I have been a salon owner for almost 30 years. I'm ready for a change. I really want to coach and add network marketing as an additional income stream. You blend your businesses beautifully. Thank you. What advice or tips would you give to someone just getting started without a big following? LOL, I know a salon could be a good place to start. Yeah, you don't need a big following. I think that's one of the stories that people tell themselves that they can't start a business or they can't do network marketing or they can't do this or that or the other thing because they don't have a big following. Newsflash, nobody who's doing anything started with a big following. Everybody starts at zero. So if that is on your list of excuses, remove it, eliminate it. It's not true. You're ready for a change. You want to coach and add network marketing. Tips and advice. Get really clear on what you want to do. You want to coach. Who do you want to coach? Okay. How do you want to coach them? On what? So I want to coach women. Okay. What else? On what topics? In what areas? And then how do you want to coach? Meaning, do you want to work with people one-on-one? Do you want to do live groups? Do you want them to be groups online? Do you want it to be a do-it-yourself course? When you're thinking about this, think about how much time you want to put into it, all right? Because all of these things have pros and cons, but they also are going to require different things from you in terms of your, your time and your effort and the amount of work that it takes to put it into practice. So get very, very specific. My number one piece of advice in anybody who wants to do just about anything is get specific. And when you think you're specific, get even more specific, all right? So this person has been a salon owner. Well, maybe you want to work with people who are just coming out of beauty school to help them start their own business, all right? And you want to test your concept by in the next year, you want to work with three people one-on-one. All right, so let's say that you got your first one-on-one client tomorrow. What are the things they need to know? How are you going to teach them? What are you going to give them? Is it going to be lecture style? Do you want to put together an ebook? Do you want to, I mean, and this is just one example. Do you want to have a Facebook group and you go live and there's 12 different topics that you're going to cover and you have worksheets for them for each one of the topics? Get very specific. Really imagine, okay, tomorrow somebody pays me for my services, what are my services? What am I going to give them? And get specific. I'm telling you, once you have it written down and you think it's specific, it's not specific enough, enough, take it to the next level. In terms of network marketing, find products that you're in love with. And it doesn't matter how big your network is. All right. Elizabeth, I've been overweight my whole life. 
But after my husband died at age 44 from cancer 11 years ago, I lost weight. Not as much as I want to, but I exercise daily and you've helped me so much. My daughter is very overweight. I know I messed up in the past. I want her to read your book. How do I talk to her about you and health? So uh, this might be an unpopular opinion, and I'm guessing uh, if your husband died at 44, 11 years ago, I'm going to, I'm going to, I have to make some assumptions here to answer this. I'm going to guess you guys were around the same age. So I'm going to guess that your daughter is adultish, not, not a young child. Oops. Sorry. I just hit my mic. I apologize. If your daughter is an adult, her weight is not your business. And I get it. I get it that our kids are always our business. But I just don't think that with adult children, it's a great idea to come in talking about weight if they have not initiated that conversation. Now, again, if you disagree, that's okay. I love you. I love you. Somebody messaged me the other day about something I said on the podcast that they didn't agree with, and they said that I lost them as a listener. And I was like, bye. I mean, you're going to have a wicked – you basically can't listen to podcasts if you stop listening when somebody says something you don't agree with. I'm just saying. That's okay with me. That's – anyway. It's coming from my experience. Um, and it's something I think about a lot because my weight was center point in my home when I was a kid. And I thought a lot about what I would do differently. Uh, but I really believe that the very best thing we can do for our kids' health – is take impeccable care of our own health. I, I really believe that that is the most important thing. So you said you lost weight. That's fantastic. You've got some healthy habits. You exercise daily. That's amazing. You didn't lose as much weight as you want to. You focus on you and your health. There is nothing, nothing, nothing better that you can do for your daughter, whether she's five or she's 25. There's nothing better that you can do than you be an amazing example. If she says like, hey, you look great, mom, or you look healthy, or this, that, or the other thing. What are you doing? You can recommend the book. You can even have the book around and tell her you think that she might enjoy it. That's fine, but honestly, stay in your lane and focus on your health. And it doesn't mean, I don't want anybody to be like, our kids are always our business. Yep, they are. But there is nothing more powerful that you can do for your daughter's health than take impeccable care of yours. All right, two more questions, and then we will announce today's winner says, I have been on and off diets for 50 years. At 60, I had a total hysterectomy and 30 days later, a knee replacement. That's a lot in 30 days. Now at 62, I've been doing strict keto for a year and a half at 10 pounds from goal. All right. So I think that means she has 10 pounds left to lose. I thought my sex drive and self-esteem would improve. How do I listen to my body and figure out how to respond? Is it a hormone thing? Maybe. Or metabolism, maybe. Maybe supplements I should or shouldn't take, maybe. I love essential oils and include them as much as possible, just not what you're to do. Well, if you've been doing the essential oils and you still have these issues, um, they're probably not the solution that you need. So the two issues that you've brought up, sex drive and self-esteem. Self-esteem does not come from your weight. If you have crappy self-esteem at you know, 200 pounds, and you think that when you get to 150, you're going to have more self-esteem, you're wrong. Self-esteem comes from how we think. And losing weight doesn't change how we think. So this is like my Breaking Barriers course or even my 12 Weeks to Transformation 
is really all about becoming a better thinker, but that is what you need for self-esteem stuff. There's no amount. You could get to your goal weight, you're, you know, 127 pounds and you're wearing a size four. You're still going to have crappy self-esteem if you don't think differently, all right? And if you attach your self-esteem to only your body weight, like, no, no, if I look good in the mirror, I feel great about myself, it's a slippery slope because as we know with hormones or illness or injury, like what, you lose 10 pounds and then you lose your self-esteem? That's not, that's no way to go. Um, So it's all mindset. I've got my daily mindset upgrades that you can listen to, uh, breaking barriers, 12 weeks transformation, that sort of stuff. But regardless, you've got to learn to think differently. In terms of sex drive, could be so many things. There's no doubt that sex drive has a hormonal component, but it also has a mental and emotional component. All right. So you can have your hormones totally in order and have no sex drive because of the way that you think, because of your critical nature of yourself or of your sexual partners. Uh, You could have no sex drive because of depression, right? There's so many, so many different things. So I can't tell you if this is a hormone thing, a metabolism thing, or, or supplements that you should take. There are hormonal components to lack of sex but or uh, sex drive, but it also could be stress. It also could be lack of sleep. All of these things impact drive. So a few things to think about. Number one, are you getting adequate vegetables, uh, vitamins, minerals? A lot of times, and this person uh, mentioned that they had been doing keto for a year and a half, there's like dirty keto and there's clean keto. And when I refer to dirty keto, it's like cream cheese, artificial sweeteners, bacon, lots of meat, and really not a wide variety of nutrient density. That's a problem that absolutely can affect your sex drive. Uh, clean keto would be an absolute abundance of vegetables, a diversity of vegetables, and not a lot of dairy products, because remember, dairy is going to have hormones in it. Now, same thing with meat. We can do a lot of good there by having grass-fed, having organic, that sort of thing. That's part of clean versus dirty. Um, If you aren't sure, then A, make an effort to increase the variety of vegetables and the diversity of vegetables, the quantity of vegetables, and you can do that easily and remain in ketosis if you're you know, paying attention to what you're doing, but also might make a case for supplements because if you're very, like, people who are really doing keto versus people who think they're doing keto but not, and I'm not, this is not a conversation about if I think keto is a good idea or not because the answer is going to be it depends on the individual. A lot of people uh, don't, where was I going with that? Uh, Anyway, a lot of people who consume a ketogenic diet don't, do so with nutrients in mind. They do so with ketones in mind. So they're really not trying to be healthy. They're trying to be in ketosis. They're trying to lose weight. It can make a strong case for supplementation. Um, But you can also have a hormone panel done by your doctor if you really think that there might be something hormonal going on. Last question, and then we're giving away what is, at the moment, my favorite supplement. I am at a crossroads in my life and would appreciate guidance on how to determine what's my next best step. Having spent years studying nutrition, only to find it isn't right for me, 
I want to carve a new career path for this next stage of my life as the kids grow and move on to university. But there is nothing specific that I can identify as my calling, purpose, or passion. It seems the harder I seek the answer, the more elusive it becomes. Any insight would be much appreciated. Chris and I have had this conversation a number of times about like calling, passion, purpose, throw those words away. If you don't know what they are, I think it puts too much pressure on us to come up with like the perfect thing when we use those pedestal words like my calling, my passion, my purpose. What If you want to do something different, come up with like 10 ideas of things you might think are interesting. Open up the field a little bit because when you're looking for your calling or your passion, it's such a narrow, narrow, narrow path. And I really feel like it's, it's misleading because we change so much and our desires change so much. So I don't think that this, this romanticized notion that any one of us has like this one calling or this one passion or this one purpose. Plus, so many people just feel stumped. Like, I don't know. And it takes a lot of action and a lot of experimentation to even find anything that might be close to a calling or a purpose or a passion. So dial back the pressure like 10 steps, all right? You want to do something different. You realize that after studying nutrition, it's not right for you. New career path at this stage of your life. What are 10 ideas you have? Think of your friends. Is there anybody that does something that you think would be kind of interesting? If anything was possible, what would you want to go for? What do you think would be fun to do during the day? What would you like to learn more about? And with those kinds of questions, if you sit with them, you can probably come up with a list of five or six or seven different things. Then from there, talk to people who do them. What do they like? What do they not like? What do they wish they knew when they got started? What would they do differently? What advice would they have for somebody who was coming into the field? Is there a way that you can shadow somebody? Is there a book that you can read about that sort of thing? Is there a mentor? Is there a group? Is there a Facebook group of those kinds of professionals? Go join it. See what the conversations are about. So those are my tips. Those are my tips, and the winner of Relief Plus is Brennan Lee. Brennan Lee, congratulations to you. Email me, uh, I was just going to say my Instagram handle, at, no, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Tell me that you were the winner of episode 914. Include in that email your mailing address, and I will get it out to you. For everybody who's listening, there are three ways that you can win, and you can do all three in one week. Number one, leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcast. Number two, leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. Or number three, post on Facebook or Instagram an episode of the show that you are listening to or loving. Make sure to tag me, otherwise I will not see it, and you might win next week. Next week it won't be Relief Plus. I'm going to switch off that because I've done that. For a while now. All right. And also, let me know, yes or no, on getting rid of the intro. DM me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton or tell me over in the Primal Potential Facebook group. Talk to you guys soon. Make it a great day. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.